HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. HRN is food radio supported by you. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org. This episode is brought to you by Roberta's, home of Heritage Radio Network for 10 years. Learn more about Roberta's at robertaspizza.com. Welcome, everybody, to Life's a Banquet, a podcast about all things edible, spreadable, and pourable with me, your hosts, Dr. Phil and... And... Mrs. Phil. Oh, well, hello, <laughs> Lady Phil. How are you? I just assume that's how they refer to themselves, Dr. and Mrs. Phil. Yes, they refer to each other they, themselves as mother and father, like Mike Pence and his hot <laughs> wife. <laughs> are they, does, does Dr. Phil have a wife? We'll never know. The science is still out. Do you remember, so recently, this is a different doctor, but Dr. Oz got in trouble for... <laughs> Well, not in trouble. I mean, he's actually in trouble for being a bad, like, liar about, Person. like, <laughs> supplements or whatever. But he, like, posted an Instagram video about, like, buying charcuterie and just buys, like, the most random things. Yes. And I uh, saw this last night in my research for this episode. Okay. Uh, it wasn't charcuterie. It was crudite. Crudite. Okay. Par- pardon. Sorry. Excusez-moi. No problem. So yeah, I watched I watched this last night actually because I was doing some research for this episode and it was crudite and this man buys fucking broccoli, broccoli, asparagus, like eight million carrots, right. and then pico de gallo <laughs> and store bought store bought guacamole, and then he's like, we don't even have any money left for tequila thanks to fucking joe rogan or joe biden or one of the other awful joes in the, of all, the world number one <laughs> there is nothing wrong with store-bought guacamole sure number but on a crudite platter well this guy obviously has servants to do all of this but the person the article that i read was really funny because they're like don't go over to dr oz's house unless you like dipping carrots and pico de gallo and drinking because he also gets like weird margarita ingredients I don't know. I didn't watch that far. All I know is that pico de gallo will slip right off of a carrot. Yeah. And that's a fact. That's a medical fact. A little bit of tomato juice on it. (laughs) Are you sick and tired of slippery, (laughs) wet carrots? Vote for the other guy other than Dr. Oz, who's now a politician because we live in a hellscape. (laughs) (laughs) Also, 
it seems be. like maybe you wouldn't want to dip a carrot in guacamole, but I think you could dip a broccoli in guacamole, and that'd be fine. A broccoli. Yeah, think about, like, a veggie wrap from the store. They would have guacamole and broccoli mixed together, living in harmony, right? Yes, that's fine, but I feel like it should be a prerequisite, other than having some experience as a public servant before you run for Senate, to put ranch or some kind of creamy dip on a crudite. Yeah, product. like a green goddess, you know? Sure. Something with a little creaminess to it. And even if you're dairy-free, I mean, we could still go, like, hummus. Why not hummus? Something with a little heft to it. Also, if he goes to the bougie section of the grocery store, they have vegan ranch there. Whoa. Now my mind's blown right off. (laughs) Um, Speaking of random stuff, I just found out something interesting (laughs) Mm. that I think we have to discuss. Do tell. So this is movie-related. I have a lot of movie-related tidbits to talk about today. But um, so Weird Al, they're making a movie, a a biopic. Mm, I've (laughs) noticed this with Daniel Radcliffe. Right. So I'm like, that's what I was shocked to learn. Daniel Radcliffe is playing Weird Al. He's weird, but he's no Al. He's British. Yeah, that is weird, though. And he's, I don't, why? There's just, I don't understand. (laughs) I agree. Who's in charge? Joe Biden approved this. He let <laughs> Dr. Oz is just giving like his synopsis of the Weird Al movie. He's like, this is because of Joe Biden. Um, they're letting a British man play Weird Al. And I just yeah. don't, I don't understand. I don't like, I just feel like, and I, you know, I don't even care that they're British, honestly. I more like, like Harry Potter just doesn't seem like the right guy. And I don't want, Poor Daniel's entire career to be like dominated by the fact that he was this guy for so long, but it just doesn't seem right to me. I love Weird Al. We did a previous episode on Weird Al and all his homages to food music, and um, I'm a huge fan. I don't know who would have played a better Weird Al, Brooke Shields, maybe after the ad that I saw earlier this morning. She did for <laughs> Brooke Sims. Shields would be incredible as Weird Al, and honestly, <laughs> I think that would make more sense, dude. <laughs> Brooke Shields is weird hell. Yeah, well, I don't know. I guess maybe everyone's fine with it. I just didn't, I thought it was an odd, an odd choice. I think that Weird Al should just play himself and they should just CGI him to make him look young, which is the whole, all the rage now. Yes, I agree. I think Weird Al would have been a great choice to play Weird Al. <laughs> he looks just like him. Um... But yeah, so we were talking about this Skims ad that Zara sent to me on Instagram.com. And it's like Brooke Shields. I couldn't even get past like the first 30 seconds of it. Like just because she Brooke Shields is talking about how like women have like primordial cells in their bodies or something. Yes. She does it was look very, really good though. Yeah, but like it was very like Suspiria meets... <laughs> QAnon (laughs) it was like very disturbing because it was kind of like ballet mixed with like white women and wellness conspiracy theories I just don't it doesn't really appeal to me to listen to Brooke shows and the other one was Juliette Lewis who I actually really like a lot me Um, too they just both seem sort of crazy which I'm sure they are like that in real life (laughs) but yeah. It doesn't it make like, me want to buy underpants because they 
are standing around in underpants saying some crazy shit, you know? Like dancing in them, like movement and talking about like women's bodies are strong because they're ruled by fairies. And, you know, also Hillary Clinton owns a pizza shop where she molests children (laughs) with rats. Um, But I did like the part where Juliette Lewis is like, I used to wish my name was Tammy. (laughs) That was such a non sequitur. Very odd. Very odd. That part I enjoyed. Also, I enjoyed the fact that she can do the splits and she's like 105. And I'm like, man, I really need to start learning how to do the splits. (laughs) Yes, a split is a great skill set to have. You know, if you. It was very strange. um, Yeah, maybe if they just edited out the sound and just showed her doing the splits, I would buy underpants because that actually, that's what I'm used to seeing. It's like, Look at this person who is better than you at doing the splits and everything else. Look at what the underwear splits. they're wearing. You need to buy the same underwear. That kind of like negging works on me in terms of advertising. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's very smart. It's very crafty. <laughs> Pointed advertising. Split-based advertising. Um, yeah, but you know what? It's fine. They can do whatever they like. It, just, it was very strange, I think I though. missed the mark for me in particular. But that's why I did not get that target. Although now that we've discussed it in Instagram, I'm sure I will start getting them. <laughs> well, I was like this. We're on the like forefront of a national or maybe even international hilarious joke that's going to obviously be. like I'm like, this has to be parodied. It's so bizarre. Please, everybody, go out and try to find yourself a copy on VHS. Well, it's very silly. When I first, when you first sent it to me, because Juliette Lewis's hair is so long in it. Um, and of course, the last time I saw her was in the Bumblebee show. What is that called? Cape uh, Fear. No, what? The TV show. <laughs> Yellow Jackets. Yellow Jackets. Mm-hmm. The Bumblebee show. Um, so, <laughs> you know, it's not possible that her hair could have grown at any length in the time between finishing that film and now. But um, I thought that she was actually parodying Kim Kardashian. And I thought that she was trying yes. to be Kim Kardashian at first. And then I was like, that's funny. But then I listened to it and I was like, that's not true. Yeah, I know. It was very strange. But Kim, if you're listening, if you can get someone to do that, that would be, that's good. That's my target. Get, that's how you're going to get me to buy your underwear. Totally. Or as we've been talking about for the past several weeks, if they really wanted to do their best Kim Kardashian, they would have all had explosive diarrhea in the skims. (laughs) Yeah. They don't talk about like (laughs) what happens, you know, there's somewhere that they're easy to pull out and off in an emergency. You know, they could, there's so many things they could say that sort of like speak to women or the people who, um, you know, need to go to the bathroom more than normal people (laughs) (laughs) quote quote unquote Um, I used to think it was quote unquote and then I just realized within maybe the last two years that it's quote unquote which makes more sense (laughs) quote unquote quote unquote um but it sounds like quote unquote let's be honest right yeah well that makes you sound like Kanye West who just reportedly said he's never read a book before I know. That's also very interesting, huh? Do we so believe I, it? I don't. I decided to do some investigative reporting in which I Googled Kanye West reading a book to see if there are any images of him reading a book. Okay, and what, did and you find? Are, what are your findings? There's a couple of images of him reading, holding a book, 
And then there are, I didn't have a lot of time to dig in. And there's several images of him reading a children's book to one of his children. Look, a children's book is a book, okay? I know. A book's a book. A book's a book. And I'd like to add that Kanye West had that, like, Sunday service religious stuff. He's, like, very religious. I, wouldn't you have think he might have read the uh, little a little book called The Bible? The greatest story ever told, the Bible, yeah. <laughs> the story of your best friend, Jesus Christ, <laughs> superstar. Well, the greatest story ever told was, like, the TV movie version of the Bible that was like a mini series or like a yeah mini series that came on in the 80s and wow. I recently not that long ago looked it up and it had like every famous person from the 70s and 60s and 80s were in this TV show that no one remembers really? except for me because I'm the oldest living person who played Jesus weird Al um <laughs> I don't know somebody cool dude weird Al let's be honest though could probably do a pretty good Jesus. He looks like the white people's rendition of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, he's a great actor. What, what was that show that, or that movie that he's in? UB40 or whatever? <laughs> CB4? No, that's Chris Rock. <laughs> <laughs> UB40? It's the one it's like with the, the group? With the mashed potatoes. It's from the 80s. It's a science fiction movie. Oh, I don't know it. UB40 um, is a a reggae group that you really like. No, I know UB40 because they did that great <laughs> cover of Red, Red, Wine. Um, well, I'll have to find out what this was. <laughs> okay. Or maybe we'll, well have to wait and watch the documentary and then, or the non-documentary and they'll tell us. While you're looking that up, I have a story that happened to a real person. Okay. Not a celebrity. Weird. Okay. I know. So picture it. It's the other night, Saturday. I'm doing a catering gig at this these people's house who are so lovely and so nice. We had a great time. I'm with my friend Trina. They do have okay, uh, elderly. It's called UHF. That's why I thought it was UB40. Go on. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, this just in. It's called UHF, folks. So anyway, there we are. This dog, elderly, keeps barking. They're like eating their dinner in like a downstairs garden and we're like upstairs in the kitchen. And Trina and I are like, this dog really seems like it has to go to the bathroom. Like it really wants to go out there. Like, no, no, she's just jealous. She wants to come outside. And I was like, okay. But anyway, so we're like plating the dinner portion of the meal and like everything's getting ready. We had like lovely pasta and chicken and salad and vegetables. And, um... So I grab this big platter of chicken and I go to bring it outside and I step in something, which at first I think is like a rogue errant piece of chicken that escaped. <laughs> and then I realized it was a humongous pile of dog shit. Oh no. So I had to take off my shoe, leave it in the dog shit and just walk around with no shoe for like, I don't know, an hour. The hostess was so nice. She came up and like cleaned it up, which I felt so bad about because it was disgusting. Um, <laughs> but I have never stepped in dog shit catering an event inside before and let me tell you i don't recommend it <laughs> um well maybe the dog was barking to let everyone know not to step in their shit <laughs> <laughs> i'm like how did i not just see this dog shitting right next to me was my other question it was just like <laughs> like I'm not paying attention i guess there's a dog shitting behind me yeah well it's covert but, you know they try to keep it under the under wraps yeah, it was clearly upset. It was pissed. It wanted a little scrap of food. It wanted to go outside, but then it immediately stopped barking and disappeared. I never saw it again. Well, well, he was obviously, or she was very upset. Ashamed. And embarrassed. Yeah. 
filled with shame. Anyway, talking about Kim Kardashian and her incessant diarrhea made me think of that little <laughs> tiny cute dog. Uh, it was a small dog? Tiny, huge shit, small dog. How big could this shit have been? Couldn't you just take an issue out? I think it was like two cups of shit. Scraped it on the sidewalk? No, it was like mushy. It was like mushy. Yeah, it was like oatmeal consistency. Yuck. Two cups of oatmeal. (laughs) Two cups. Two filled, steaming hot cups of brown oatmeal. All over my shoe as I'm trying to serve people food. Not cool. Um, I also learned recently that they're doing a TV show of Interview with a Vampire. Do you know that? Yes, I heard it's super gay. And that sounds right about right. Yeah. Well, I hope that it's Looking better to than it. the original. Because the original, not everyone's best work as an actor. Except for Kirsten Dunst, who does a great job. <laughs> She really kills it. Although, I mean, like, the original I find to be fun to watch because it's so bad. Like, just, like, watching Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise hiss at each other for, like, two and a half hours also, is their makeup kind of amazing. is so makeup-y. It's so bad. It's one of the worst <laughs> movies, like, ever made in human history. <laughs> you know what? It, I mean, like, here's the thing. I think we've said this before on the show, and please, Brad, if you're listening, and I apologize. Brad Pitt, like, is not necessarily a good actor he's been good in a couple of things where he's like super fun and awesome and I think he seems like a lovely guy however like we need to look no further than like meet Joe Black and interview with the vampire to just scratch our heads and asks our asks ourselves (laughs) do we think Brad Pitt is actually a talented actor I don't know I'm gonna leave the question open for you folks Meet Joe Black is my favorite movie of all time, though. But yeah, is Brad Pitt good? And it, I don't know. It's distracting because he has highlights, very intense highlights in his hair, as everyone did in the nineties. <clears throat> so yes, and he speaks in a patois. <laughs> oh right, I always forget about that. Yeah, well, mm, no, you know. never forget. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know how he eats peanut butter weird a lot. I don't. Yeah. He basically, yeah. yeah, maybe not the best actor, but good-looking guy. The original Chet Hanks. That guy can pull off blonde highlights better than yeah. me, even. He can pull off anything, if you know what I mean. So, anyway, <laughs> do we have any more um, celebrity news this week? Oh, well, our Armin, our show producer guy whatever his job is i don't know what you do armin (laughs) armin what the hell are you here for anyway we're Um, not quite sure he let us know some really interesting ben affleck gossip which showed him pumping gas while simultaneously operating a cellular telephone which is we all know is extremely dangerous Highly dangerous, highly flammable. You don't want to get your flammable phone near your gas. And I mean, this is breaking, breaking news. You know, yes, Puerto Rico is completely without power and the Dominican Republic is being ravaged by a hurricane. But Ben Affleck was standing pumping gas and looking at his phone. And he had a razor phone. It was a razor phone? No, but it would be funny. (laughs) I was like, if it was a razor, maybe it would be. But I'm like, what is even the danger of having your cell phone on by the gas? Is it because it had like sparks could fly out of it and ignite the gas. I didn't know there really was a danger. I thought we were joking. It's dangerous to actually do that. I feel like there was a time when they said, don't have your cell phones out by the, by the, while you're pumping gas, but maybe I'm making this up. 
Interesting. They well, you know, there's don't smoke cigarettes while you're pumping gas. <laughs> yeah, they're like, don't use a flamethrower while you're pumping gas. That's a rule number one. Don't smoke a bong. Maybe I'm just conflating no cell phones on airplane and the cigarette at the gas pump. Yeah, that is true. Um, so one other thing that happened this week, obviously everybody knows... Um, Queen Elizabeth, the world's oldest woman, has passed away. And uh, (laughs) frankly, I don't care. And last week, we were on our way. My mom and I were on our way to South Carolina. We're waiting for our plane. We had a really disruptive time getting to the plane. We missed the flight. It sucked. And we're sitting there. And this lovely woman sitting across from us um, just looks at her phone. She looks up and she goes to my mother and I, oh my God, the queen's dead. And she looked so distraught and like clearly wanted to like seek some comfort and like cry with us or something. (laughs) And my mom just like shrugged. And then I was like, I'm sorry, I don't fuck with colonizers. And she just looked so heartbroken. It was so sad. I felt bad for her, but at the same time, I couldn't help myself. I I could have cared less. Nicole, (laughs) I know that you're very upset and forlorn. And for that, I'm sorry, my condolences. I'm just upset because all of this has made me have to look at Prince Charles's giant hands, really <laughs> creepy hands more than I ever want to. And I don't he understand. He has giant hands? You, you haven't seen this? Google Prince Charles's hands right now. I saw that there was like, who's the Epstein friend, Prince, Prince Andrew? Sure. I saw his hands that he had like sausage fingers. Is that what you're talking about? I think it's Prince Charles. Oh, really? He has the sausage fingers. Yeah. yeah, I did see that. I didn't know which prince they belonged to, but I didn't like them at all. Yeah, there's something wrong. But so basically people are saying maybe it's gout, I guess. Um, mm, that's a popular British thing. Gout, yeah. they love it over there. <laughs> they well, love you it. can get gout anywhere. Um, it's very popular overseas in, in the UK. In short, yeah. Um, I don't think that's true. But so, um, yeah, and so that's what I just don't, no, I didn't ever want to know that his hands look like that. And then I feel bad for Camilla because she has to like, like have sex with him. his hand. <laughs> he fingers her with those things. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Can you imagine a fate worse than death? Um, okay, so I found out what's going on. Cell phones and cars, there are signs at the gas station that say don't use your cell phone while you pump gas, okay? Probably so you don't spill gas everywhere, though. And then um, slip in it and break your neck. Yeah, so the this is from readersdigest.com, so it's definitely the top authority. But it says it will not make you blow up using your cell phone. <laughs> oh, that's good. But there are like many people think that you will catch on fire if you use your cell phone while you're pumped huh. gas. <laughs> Interesting. Like the wicker man. Including me. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> this is simply not true. It, no one has ever documented a single incident where a cell phone has given off a static electrical charge that caused a fire. Um, but this article cautions you just because it's never happened before doesn't mean it never will. So you shouldn't do it. True. The truth um, be told. But, but this, yes. this sounds like some QAnon shit, though, as the, well. Um, okay, calm down. Um, so then... Uh, <laughs> I just listened to a podcast about QAnon, and now I'm afraid of QAnon and that all of the messages it's spreading but well, yeah it sounds like you some are weird fried cheese stuff on, then just use your cell phone at the gas pump and then people normalize using your cell phone <laughs> at the gas pump okay <laughs> that's the only way to fight back folks <laughs> without that cell phone 
Dial a friend. Um, but yes, they said that the reason why you shouldn't check your phone while you're pumping gas is because you could spray gas all over yourself, neighbors, people just coming into the gas station <laughs> to buy cigarettes. <laughs> it would be yeah. like that favorite pump moment in Zoolander where they spray each other with Gaslight. gasoline just like it's water. <laughs> and then they catch on fire. <laughs> That's a very funny, very funny scene in a movie. Um, I just am recalling a time when I was, I just told a story recently, but like when I was, when my dad was dying and I was in North Carolina in Asheville, like I'd have to like stay at his house by myself in the suburbs. And that like just scared me because like I'm so used to being in the city. So I would always make sure to have my gas filled up at night in case I needed to like escape during the night because there was a murder or something. <laughs> so I'm like stopping at the gas station one night, super late. And you know where it says that's like whatever weird information on like the gas pump thing like it'll have like a message like have a nice day like love the shell station or whatever the message said I was always curious what a human looked like on the inside until I took one apart to see how it worked (laughs) 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 and then I was like Ooh, I am having the wrong fears I should be afraid of being at the gas station late at night because this is the fucking scariest thing I've ever seen who would ever write something like that? That's so <laughs> wild. I'm just trying to get gas. And, um, yeah. Well, it sounds like it's the gas pump out. was talking to you. Haunted gas pump. Haunted, murderous, serial killer gas pump from hell. Yeah. Well, the, I never went the back. implication is that it's a non-human, right? Because they want to know what humans look like on the inside. I guess. I guess the gas pump was curious about what the inside of human looked like. I guess nobody, I guess humans could also be like, what do we look like on the inside? We can't tell because we're all covered in skin. So maybe it could be a human, a haunted. Either way, human. I was disturbed beyond <laughs> the point of belief. Also, if you want to see, if you want to see what a human looks like on the inside, there are plenty of books and like literature out there and TV shows. You don't have to like go take one apart. Totally. Also, like, I think a better message to have on one of those gas pump like things is like, have you considered chips and soda? <laughs> you know what I, mean? like, have you ever I considered... want to know what organs look like. <laughs> have you ever considered <laughs> chips and soda? I know you're just here trying to not get gas on your shoes, but I want you to think about this. Soda, chips. The have you considered parent. chips and soda? Don't use your cell phone. It's dangerous. Bye. <laughs> Also, does this mean that the thing on your phone where you pay with your phone, you can't use those at gas pumps? Or ne- that's never going to be a, a, a linked technology because of the risk of static electricity causing an explosion? That will never know, <clears throat> obviously. Who's to say? All right. But you know what we do know? We do know that we have a thrilling topic today. Nicole, would you like to announce who it is? Yeah, I do not think our topic is thrilling. I actually hate this topic, but... Uh, <laughs> you do? Okay, well, let me just say that Nicole and I were thinking yesterday of what topic to do. And, and we were like, we should do... First of all, it's not easy to come up with topics every week, okay, people? We can't just do oh. it for you all Which the time. brings me to my next point. How about a little suggestion box vibe? Folks, please yes. send us a DM to Life's Banquet Podcast on uh, pets.com. <laughs> <laughs> and um just kidding on napster.com and uh give us a little topic suggestion because this week we picked that's right your friend and mine oprah winfrey oprah winfrey who nobody cares about anymore that's not true <laughs> plenty of people love oprah she's still alive she's our queen <laughs> 
Um, Even though she's slightly problematic, she's lovely. Yes, and she probably does not use her cell phone at the gas station because her servants pump her gas. Um, That's true. She is a billionaire, which is very unlikable. So I couldn't really find anything that interesting about Oprah, so I just got like a collection of Oprah tidbits, little snippets of her life um, to share with you all. So here we go. Number one, Oprah went on two dates with Roger Ebert. Oh my God, what? <laughs> that is shocking. Roger Ebert? Yeah, they, okay, so according to this article. Not even Siskel? Siskel was hotter, obviously. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Roger Ebert, I would totally have gone on a date with him. He's like nerdy and cool. We could talk about movies forever. Um, Fuck, Mary kill Siskel and Ebert. Plus, <laughs> Just he, was, he was an alcoholic and alcoholics are fun. So um, he <laughs> went. Okay, fine. Allegedly, according to this article, Oprah was, you know, her morning show in Chicago was just local when it first started. Um, Mm -hmm. And she got an offer to do it, like, in syndication, make it, like, worldwide. And Roger Ebert, on their date, was like, you should totally do it because you're going to make so much cash. And then she was like, okay, I will. And that's why Oprah is a billionaire, because of a man, Roger Ebert. (laughs) Do you think they boned? Did he give her two thumbs up? The butt? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um <laughs> i give this two thumbs up you know what i mean sorry um, oprah that was i don't it didn't say whether or not they have had intercourse um what about outer course <laughs> i don't know <laughs> um i'm just gonna go ahead and assume that they did bone on the first date which is why they had a second date and then they had the awkward second date where they're like eh we don't really need to do yeah. this anymore Got um it. Moving on. So apparently, I did not, I don't think I knew this, but David Letterman and Oprah had a years-long feud that started in, like, the 80s. According to David Letterman, an unreliable narrator, um, it all started when he and his wife, Regina, and Oprah and Sedman were on vacation at the same, like, resort or whatever, and they ran into each other at lunch, and David was like, Hey, wife, wouldn't it be hilarious if we make Oprah buy us lunch? And she was probably like, sure, I don't know. Being married to David Letterman must be weird. Um, And so he told the server, he was like, hey, that kind woman over there, maybe you've heard of her, Oprah, is has offered to buy us lunch. And then they, like, walked out and waved goodbye. And then apparently, according to David Letterman, Oprah was furious with him, and that's why she's hated him all these years. Well, that is very rude to do. <laughs> I know, but if you're all like a million billionaires, who cares? Like, man, yeah, like, that's true. Well, it's just, like it's just dropping a quarter I, on the ground and not picking it up. That's very true. Both things I think can be true. One is the entitled fucking white manness of David Letterman to just think that like he could do something like that, and then the other side of the coin is like, who really gives a shit? It's like doesn't really count as money. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's lunch to Oprah Winfrey. Like, I don't know. Yeah, both things are kind. It's kind of just gross all around. I would think it was funny. If I was rich, if I was poor, I'd be like, this is fucked up. I'm going to find this man and make him use a cell phone near a gas tank until totally. (laughs) (laughs) However, I just want to say, if that really did happen, if that's the reason why, I have a feeling it's probably because he was an asshole to her to begin with. Because I bet if he was like a friendly, nice guy that she liked, she wouldn't have given a shit about that. Yeah, they might not even have known each other at all at this point. Um, So then... 
she was a guest on his show years later. Um, but right prior to that, she had a <laughs> she had a Satan worshiping episode on her own show. <laughs> she didn't have a Satan worshiping episode her personally herself. An an episode <laughs> of Oprah's show was about Satan worshiping, and apparently, I wasn't able to figure out. I couldn't find clips of it, but apparently. Like oh, people got really mad because it seemed like Oprah was like not condemning their Satan worshiping, but she was like Satan worshiping, sure, like whatever you guys want, seems fine. Yeah. So people were furious with her because they were like, "How dare you not be Christian or something?" Um, and so she goes on to the David Letterman show the very next day, and people in the audience are basically heckling her and him, and they keep saying like, "Beer up, Dave." And all that stuff. Beat her like, up. Yeah. Or like rip <laughs> her up. Rip her up, Dave. I don't know. There's a conflicting. What? Conflicting statements on what they were saying. Um, and they apparently they were really drunk. And David Letterman didn't defend Oprah and sort of like egged them on a little bit. And Oprah felt very uncomfortable. And so she said she would never go on a show ever again. <clears throat> and she didn't. So then um, after that, David Letterman started making jokes all the time that Oprah hates him. And Oprah claims that they did not have a feud at all, but they didn't speak for 16 years after that. Um, Until? Then we're at the Oscars. And David Letterman does this really stupid joke that makes him look bad, honestly. Um, Oprah, for some reason, him, Oprah, and Uma Thurman are all at the fucking mic stand or whatever. And so David Letterman's like, I've been waiting my whole life to do this. He's like, Uma, Oprah, Oprah. Uma, have you guys met Keanu? Just making fun of their unusual names. Oh, wow. At That's the so Academy funny, David. Awards. It's so stupid. <laughs> Hilarious. People have different names. Um, yeah, so that was David Letterman. What an idiot. Um, but then, you know, time passed. They all started getting older and richer, and they decided to make up in 2005. Okay. Wow, that's amazing. And now David Letterman has a big lumberjack beard and everybody thinks he's cool i have mixed feelings about david letterman i mean they're mostly negative but also his early work i don't know he was like a pillar of the stand-up community for a while but he's a really big asshole yeah and he was horrible to like the maligned women of the 90s probably one of the worst offenders of yeah he's the just the Lewinsky's fucking, and such yeah just a dick um but i do like that made for tv show about the jay leno david letterman night nighttime talk show wars that came out i didn't see that who it's, played david letterman weird al i can't remember i think it's daniel radcliffe plays him and then <laughs> <laughs> and daniel radcliffe also plays jay leno <laughs> yes he plays <laughs> dueling pianos and dueling roles <laughs> oh that's uh, funny huh yeah so sorry daniel radcliffe if you're a listener I think you're a great actor um then, so now I'm going to talk about some of Oprah's most famous episodes, not, okay. not you know, of television, mm. <laughs> not personal episodes. Not like personal episodes, like meltdowns. <laughs> um, okay. So this is traveling back in time to the huge hit, allegedly true story, Million Little Pieces, written by James Frey about his su- supposed drug addiction. Um, do you remember this time? I do. Yeah. So vaguely, this is in the early 2000s, right? Yeah. So the book was an Oprah's book club book and 
he was on the show and <clears throat> it just basically came out that he had fabricated or embellished multiple elements of the book. It was supposed to be true. Um, including like how long he'd been in jail. He said he was in jail for 87 days. And in fact, he was only in jail for like a couple of hours. Um, what? <laughs> and then Oprah like publicly supported him because she called the publisher and the publisher said that we stand behind him. And then that came out that the publisher did not fact check any of his book. It was like a whole scandal. <clears throat> and this also like, this is when people started being like, when they started calling things creative nonfiction, because there were all these things came out where people were writing like nonfiction books and turned out that not every part of it was true. Um, Right. Some of it was, and people were like, well, how much artistic (laughs) license are you allowed to take with a true story? And I still think that's a really interesting debate to have because you know, like if you said just, okay, yes, he was only in jail for a few hours. He said he was in jail for 87 days. That's 87 days still isn't even that long to be in jail. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's true. I guess the danger in elaborating on something that is like a nonfiction narrative, like kind of memoir or whatever, autobiography or even biography is that like so many people look to these books for commonality, right? And they're like, Oh, like this person did this or they survived whatever amount of time in jail, or they were able to like get through 10 years with an eating disorder. And they find out they didn't have an eating disorder at all. And they just said it to make the book, you know what I mean? And then it's like, so harmful to the reader who so often can be like a vulnerable person who's looking for some kind of like support or guidance. Sure. But I mean, I don't know. It makes for a better book, though, let's be honest. (laughs) And also, I'm like, is it? Yeah. Well, I don't know. We don't have to get into this debate right now. It doesn't really make any sense to talk about this. But let's discuss this later, listeners. Yes. Um, On our ethics episode. (laughs) um, Okay, so moving on. Um, The next most famous episode that Oprah ever had, personally, was when Tom Cruise jumped on her (laughs) sofa because he's dating Katie Holmes and it's still one of the most strange celebrity moments in my, in my tenure of watching television. Um, I agree. I was reading somebody that said that it was Tom Cruise was trying to make people think that he was romantic and like, but they just made everyone feel like he's super fucking crazy. (laughs) Yes. It was one of the highlights of my entire like life uh, definitely one of the greatest moments in pop culture history ever the only thing that's greater than the actual clip is the um, meme where it's superimposed that he's shooting electricity into her hands as he grabs them and electrocuting her <laughs> because he has a cell phone and there's a gas pump nearby exactly yes and that's where we get the be careful at the gas pump with the cell phone it's all Tom Cruise's fault um I think that it would have been really funny if he would have fallen off the couch while he was jumping <laughs> So. <laughs> so anything could have made it funnier, but yes, that would have been absolutely <laughs> hilarious or broken the couch or like slipped and sprained his ankle. I mean, there could have been, a, he's lucky he got away as safely as he did. Um, there's like a whole, you're wrong about episode just about this event, which is very interesting to really? listen to. And they, yes. And it's kind of in defense of Tom Cruise, which like is kind of, it's very interesting. It's an interesting argument, um, well, but I, I mean, loved it. To be fair, he was just being kind of silly and silly. Um, yes. But this is definitely the moment when, like, Tom Cruise went from being, like, quirky kind of weirdo guy to, like, full-on, like, we now know that this man is, like, 
not unhinged. Yeah, he doesn't have it all in there. <laughs> yes, this was like a very much like from a PR point of view, like a complete doomsday scenario for Tom Cruise. <laughs> like, I mean, he still managed to maintain like a career, and I have to say, I did really love him in Top Gun, even though it's a pro war film <laughs> the more i think about it it was it was very entertaining and he was very likable in it but um this moment for him was very embarrassing <laughs> to say the least <laughs> and now and we don't even really talk so much about what it must have felt like for katie holmes you think i think about you know, that you, all the time because i'm just like i'm picturing her watching all of this go down and yeah. just being like oh no now i definitely have to i can't break up with him now I know. And like, it just reminds me of when you're first dating someone and you're still trying to suss out if they're cool or if you like vibe together or if they're like a lunatic. And then this happens and you're like, they're definitely a lunatic, but like, I can't break up with them now to the highest degree. I mean, that is so, such a trap. He really trapped her there. <laughs> well, also, that was a good chess move. Yeah. Rumor has it that he trapped her literally that, you know, all the people were saying that he like interviewed a bunch of famous actresses that were young to be his next partner after he divorced Nicole Kidman. Um, so awkward. <laughs> yeah, but whatever. Anyway, moving on, Tom Cruise, give us a call if you have anything to add. Um, the next famous episode <laughs> is when <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres came out on Oprah after Ellen came out on TV on her little sitcom or whatever mm -hmm. um oprah's show got more hate mail than it had ever received including really? the time when she sided with the satan worshipers um <laughs> satan worshipers <laughs> which was also starring tom cruise funnily enough <laughs> um so yeah people were like so much hate mail it's just so bizarre to think about but not bizarre at all really um the next most famous episode that Oprah ever had, and this must have been an episode that she was having because the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came on as themselves in live action <laughs> costumes. <laughs> and unmasked themselves on the show. No, and no. And one they, of them was Tom Cruise. One of them was Daniel Radcliffe. And so the... <laughs> <laughs> it was Ben Affleck, Daniel Radcliffe, Weird Al, and Tom Cruise. And Tom Cruise, the classic combo. Um, and then... <laughs> <laughs> no, so the, this is a hilarious moment in time. I'm sure we mentioned it multiple times on the show because I just think it's one of the most funny things that's ever happened. So the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie was obviously very popular in the 80s, um, the live action one. And then as a result, they decided to have them, the turtles record an album with Vanilla Ice and oh, go yeah. on a tour, a musical tour across the nation performing their album. <laughs> Yeah, I remember. I talked about this on the Vanilla Ice episode we did. Yes. It's just one of those great moments in time. Um, and so they also the were on Oprah. I don't know. I never saw this episode, but I'm sure it was impactful to all the young children watching their heroes go on a talk show. Um, <laughs> and everyone in the audience got a little turtle. You get a turtle, and you get a turtle, and you get a turtle, and some of them are dead because they're just dry sitting in a bag under everyone's seat. Why? No, that's not right. That's not, I don't like this turtle option. <laughs> turtle giveaway? 
I went to Oprah and I got a car. I went and I got a dead turtle. They can just spritz them down. Also, turtles can be dry for a while. That's true. They're not like slugs. Um, Okay. This one is, the next one is something I actually, I don't know if I watched it in real time, but I'm pretty sure that I did. Um, But if not, it was like a replay because it was sort of like people were talking about it. So this is when Barbara Streisand goes on to the Oprah show. Um, I'm pretty sure this is the 90s. And there is, so Barbara Streisand is talking about how like she likes monochromatic things and Oprah's like making fun of her a little bit because she's wearing a white sweater and she has a white dog. And then Oprah like points across the stage because she's going to sing later. She's like, and there's a white microphone. And Oprah's like, I've owned this, I own this studio. I've been here for a million years. I've never seen a white microphone in my entire life. And Barbara Streisand says, well, actually it's off-white to match my off-white sweater. And then Oprah's like, did you have it sprayed? And she's like, that's right. And then they cut to commercial. (laughs) How awkward. But it's awkward because you, like Barbara Streisand is, it's just very bitchy. Like the exchange is just very, both of them are just kind of like bitching it, like kind of like being their little claws are out, but they're like Mm -hmm. keeping it kind of together. Um, Like two divas just trying to like, not getting a fight on public television, but Barbara Streisand like seems pretty pissed. <laughs> but then you know she goes on to sing a song at the end with her off-white microphone. <laughs> off-white, get out of here, um, Babs. So Classic one more Babs. thing, I did not know about this, and I feel bad bringing it up because Oprah must be so embarrassed. But um, we have to talk about it. That's what happens when you're a celebrity. Um, apparently, Drew Brees went on the show, and this is a, some sort of sports guy, football guy, maybe probably. Um, sure. Breeze, you've heard of him. Um, not, I don't know, maybe not really. Um, well, it doesn't matter. So he goes on the show, and Oprah like looks at him, and she's like, "Oh my God, who kissed you?" And she's like wiping his face off, and he has a birthmark on his face. It's like a little bit red, and so she's trying to wipe <laughs> off his birthmark because she thought someone kissed him with lipstick on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did something extremely similar to that. One time at Brucey, a friend of mine was sitting at a table with like a new guy that she was dating. She's all dressed up. And I had brought them some chocolate cake on the house. And I went back to go check out and see how they were doing. And I was like, girl, you have some cake crumbs on your face. And I ripped off a herpes sore that she had like blistering on her lip. And it started gushing blood. Ew. <laughs> That's why you should never touch someone's face without Don't their touch anyone. Yeah. Don't touch anyone. Don't try to fucking get anything off of anyone. Becky, this is a PSA for you. Becky is constantly picking at people. Anytime I ever see her, she's like, you have a hair here and there's something out of place here. There's something out of place there. One of these days, she's bound to rip off somebody's like third nipple. I don't think so. Um, that would only happen <laughs> to you. <laughs> that's okay. embarrassing for her though, but I know how she feels. Yeah. Well, that's all I have. Okay, great. Well, you know what, Nicole, as much as you didn't think this was a good topic, surprise, surprise, it's going to be a two-parter because I don't have any time to tell my deep dive of a story on Oprah, but I will next week. And it's when we're going to get really centered around Oprah and food because next week, folks, we're going to be talking about the strange twists and turns and ups and downs of Oprah's very public and oftentimes problematic um, kind of uh, relationship with crash dieting and talking about weight in a very strange way, but then also like, you know, her own struggle with what, you know, is perceived as her 
yeah, just struggles with weight and her being made fun of in the media, et cetera. A lot of it is really problematic and strange, but we're going to go and get into that next week. Great. That sounds so exciting. I just, I hope Drew Bees can recover from the fact that you didn't know who he was. I hope that he... <laughs> well, if he recovered from someone ripping off his birthmark on national television, I'm sure he can recover. Drew, I'm sorry. I didn't know who you were. I'm not much of a sports fan unless you include Pinochle. <clears throat> is that it, sport? What is Pinochle? What is Pinochle? It sounds very dirty. What is it? Do you I know? Don't know? Is that a ball? A stick? I think it's like a board game. Pinochle is a board game? Really? I don't know. Get out of here. <laughs> Look it up quickly before we get off okay. the, the show. We have to answer Everyone this for knows our listeners who don't have us. Google. They're not waiting for us to look this up. They're like, we know what Pinochle is. I don't even know how to spell this. P-E-E-K-N-U-C-K-L-E. Pinochle? Is it, okay, it's a card game, yes. A trick-taking ace-10 uh, card game for two to four players. Okay. So I not a board game, but you would sit at a card yeah. table to play it. <laughs> a game that you get bored playing, so similar. Um, folks, this has been a really exciting episode. If you're just tuning in for the first time, you're expecting a food cast here, a food podcast here on a food radio station. <laughs> we apologize that you just heard random celebrity news and facts about Pinochle, but, you know. When you turn on the radio to the radio, the food radio station, you were listening to uh, Oprah facts. Must be so alarming. (laughs) Oprah facts. (laughs) Um, Well, next week we'll have more Oprah food content, but this was super fun. Thank you, Nicole. What a pleasure to see you as always. I'm admiring your book collection behind you. Or how many of those are from Oprah's book club? Um, The Lovely Bones. Few. Yeah. (laughs) This is all just hundreds of copies of The Lovely Bones and a million little pieces. <laughs> I'm trying to rehabilitate James Frey. Okay, everyone? <laughs> You're a James Frey truther? <laughs> no, I like a James Frey, like, it's okay to lie. Or <laughs> Oh, right, right, right. You would, that would be the opposite if you were a James Frey truther. Okay, well, anyway, I love you so much. And folks, stay tuned. Hold your breath for next week, week's Blazing Hot app. I have like a problem talking sometimes. Has anyone noticed that? I get really stuck on my words. What is that? I don't know. I think I get nervous. Are you getting nervous right now at the end of the episode? <laughs> yes, I was perfectly calm this whole time. And now I'm nervous because we're ending and I have to pick up my real life again. Um, okay, folks. Well, thanks so much for joining us. This was really fun. Nicole, you're cool. I love you. And as always, hasta la pasta. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Roberta's, home of Heritage Radio Network for 10 years. Roberta's was founded in Bushwick in 2008 and has become one of the most iconic restaurants in the country. HRN made its home inside of Roberta's in 2009, and together they have become part of the DIY fabric of the neighborhood. Roberta's, the pizza restaurant, is open for lunch and dinner seven days a week and serves much more than just the famous wood-fired pizzas. Their team dreams up new salads, pastas, and sandwiches on the regular. Roberta's Tiki Bar is alive and well in the back garden, serving up frozen drinks in the summer and hot toddies in the winter. Stop by the bakery and takeout spot next door for fresh breads, sticky buns, and pizzas to go. And of course, there's the two Michelin-starred Blanca tucked away in the garden for truly daring diners. But Roberta's also extends beyond Bushwick, with multiple locations in New York City and now in Los Angeles. You can also find their frozen pies in grocery stores around the country. 
the spirit of Roberta's, like Heritage Radio Network, is everywhere. Here's to many more years of pizza-powered radio. Learn more about Roberta's at robertaspizza.com. Life's a Banquet is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. Keep in touch at heritageradionetwork.org slash subscribe.